Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Exit Hate Podcast. You've got myself, John, with you guys today. Uh, and as lots of you will already know, if you've listened to previous episode, uh, episodes of this podcast, I am indeed a Farmer Far Right member. And today we're going um, to really just talk through a few of the things that, uh, you know, sort of want to get off my chest relating to the Far Right. Now, firstly, I just want to, I want to sort of put this point across. Now, being involved in the far right is completely and utterly pointless. Um, you know, for me, once I left, I sort of looked back and thought, you know, what did I get out of that? You know, I just spent four, nearly five years of my life involved in these movements. Um, what did I actually get out of it? What did I achieve? And if I'm honest with you, I didn't achieve anything. Not one single thing I achieved while being involved in the movements. Um, I'm going to look at what I got out of it, you know. It'd be easy for me to sit here and say I got nothing out of it. But that isn't the truth. What I got out of being involved in the far right is a whole load of regrets. You know, some of the things that, you know, I've seen in that movement, some of the things that I did in the movements, you know, they're going to be with me for life. Things that I've seen, you know, actions that I didn't take, actions that I did take, um, you know, so many things that I regret. I've spoken on here you know, a lot about things that I did, uh, things that I regret, so if you, you are interested in that, please do look back for our catalogue, um, because, uh, you know, I talk about them numerous times throughout the previous pro- podcast that we've done, um, you know, what else I got out of it, I got out broken, you know, friendships, um, you know, in high school, uh, we had a very tight friendship group, you know, very typical British lads, love playing footy, um, and I play lots of football with my friends, but due to my political opinions and sort of changing friendship groups, um, that stopped happening. You know what? You, you know, you get to 15, 16, and you get to the age where you do stop being interested in, in playing football on the weekend, and you start going to parties and stuff like that. Um, and I missed out on them last couple of golden months, maybe even that last golden year, where, you know, all that mattered was going to, going to the footy, having, you know, uh, a laugh for your mates, playing a bit of football, having a bit of a kick around, for you guys that are listening to this, that are British, and played footy growing up, you know, playing heads and volleys, a game of Wembley, games of one touch, longies, all that sort of stuff, you know, I missed out on the last, like, six months to, to a year of that sort of, that golden time where, you know, you just enjoyed, you know, being with your mates, um, and again, that happened because of my political views, Do you know, I can't sit here and criticise my friends, I can't criticise them for turning the back on me, because I was an asshole. I was, I was constantly angry, I was constantly aggressive, I was constantly making, ra- you know, racist um, references and saying racial slurs and stuff like that, and the group felt uncomfortable, um, so, you know, I can't blame them for sort of, like, for pushing me away, really. Uh, then obviously you got the family side of things. Now, you know, uh, Sarah is of course my mum. She speaks, you know, she speaks a lot on this podcast about things that have gone on with the family. So, again, uh, I hate to <laughs> I hate to be this guy, but if you do want to listen to how she talks about it from her side of things, please, please do go and find those podcasts in our in our catalogue. Um, but you know, breakdowns with with family members, and you know, I've always been a bit of a black sheep of the family. I've always been sort of the alternate one, the one that was slightly different to the rest. Um, but during this time when I was involved in the far right, you know, being that black sheep, it, you know, that colour became even darker, if you will, you know. Lots of um, 
family turned on me, but they wouldn't do it to me directly. They go through my mum. Um, they never really come to me. I don't know why. Uh, you know, I was 16, 17, 18 at this time, so I was, you know, I was old enough. I was old enough for them to come to me, but they never did. Um, you know, they they go go through my mum instead, which is something again that I really regret, and I I don't like that my mum had to have those conversations on my behalf. Um, there was lots of family members that I fell out with. Um, lots of family members that still you know, don't really speak to you to this day, um, you know, we've got to a stage now where if we're at family events, we'll, you know, give each other, a, uh, you know, sort of friendly nod and a bit of a smile, uh, maybe even pass a little hello, but, you know, we don't have conversations, we don't sit there and chat, they don't know me as the person I am today, um, and again, that's, that's not all of them, it's just a very, very small minority, but, yeah, you know, family turned on me as well, then, as well, I know, I'm more speaking to the younger lads here, that was sort of my age when you got involved, you know, you're 15, 16, 17, when you're involved in the far right and you're getting in trouble with the police, you know, as awkward as, as, awkward as this to really talk about, you do get some female attention, you do, it, unfortunately it's just one of those things where it's a fact, um, but, you know, I can tell you lads, Although it, it might feel quite nice in the moment to, to have all these people paying attention to you that didn't really do it before, they're not the type of people that you want to have around you. You know, there's a very famous phrase where it says uh, you become an average of the people that you surround yourself with and, and they're not people that you want to become an average of. You know, these people that are, you know, paying extra attention to you, because you might get it from lads as well that want to be your friend, that's slightly dodgy. You know, these these aren't loyal friends. These These aren't people that, you know... These, these aren't girls that you're going to want to make your wife. Um, the only thing that I can say is don't trust it. You know, Again, these people are just there to take advantage of you. These people are there because they like the sort of, you know, the the aggressive you. And that aggressive you will just drive you into the ground. I can speak from my, I can speak again from my own story saying this. You know, when I was involved in the far right, constantly being aggressive, constantly being angry, constantly being in this world of hate, it drains you and it drains every last part of you. Um, you know, just think, you know, you might be listening to this and you might not be involved in the far right. Just think when you get a bit annoyed in traffic or something like that, or, you know, you're playing a video game that annoys you, or your team can see the footy. It's so like it's so heavy on you. You know, it feels like you're wearing just this big weighted jacket, and just being in this world of being angry and aggressive, um, it knackers you. And that's only if you're angry for you know, twenty minutes, half an hour. Just imagine being in that mindset twenty four seven when you're constantly aggressive, you're constantly alert, you're paying attention to absolutely everything. It drains the life out of you. You know, um. You lay in bed at night, you know, you struggle to sleep because you're paranoid, you don't know if someone's going to kick down your door and, you know, come through your door, you don't know if you're going to get anything, you know, thrown at your house, you hear these stories, and these stories happen in, in the groups all the time, by the way, where in the far right groups will say, oh yeah, someone put a brick through my window, or someone tried to post a petrol bomb through my letterbox and, and stuff like that, and, you know, most of the time, it will be people lying, just trying to act tough and trying to act like they're a bigger, higher name profile than they really are. But that sort of stuff pays attention. You know, that sort of stuff sits on your mind. You pay attention to it. Um, especially those of you who have a flatmate or maybe live with your partner or live with your kids or maybe even still live with your parents. You know, it, as much as you might not get along with those people in your life at that moment in in time, you don't want to do anything to harm them. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just one of them where, 
you're constantly paranoid, you're constantly angry, you're constantly aggressive, you're constantly on edge, always alert, it just drains the life out of you, you know, you, you lay in bed and you just sort of stare up at the ceiling, absolutely knackered, but you can't sleep because you're paranoid, I, I can't even describe to you the effect that it has, it, again, I hate to repeat myself, but it just drains absolutely everything out of you, um, and you know there's just one thing that I can say to anyone listening to this just get yourself out get yourself away from that world yeah you you might enjoy the attention of you know all these new people that are coming up to you you might enjoy the attention of these girls that are coming up to you you might enjoy the the very um you know few bits of uh adrenaline that you get from the demonstration but they're not worth it you know as I've already said you know that those you know new friends that come up to you they're not your real friends they're there to take advantage of you because you know you're you know you're a bit of you're a bit of a you know i don't like to use this word but you're a bit of a troublemaker aren't you you're getting in trouble with the police um you know you're doing things that you're not supposed to same with the girls you know they're only interested in you for that reason they don't care about you as a person they don't care about your personality they don't care about what you look like they just care about being seen with this uh almost rebel looking person and again they're not the sort of people that you want to have in your life they're not the type of girls that you're going to make your wife um that adrenaline dump it's just not worth it, you know, you go to a demonstration, it, it kicks off with the people that are there to oppose the demo, it might kick off a bit with the police, you're a hair away, you, you know, you're the width of a hair away from getting nicked, you get nicked at an early age, it ruins your life, it, you know, there's no other way to put it, um, everyone knows it can affect, affect your career prospects, but if you like me, and you like me at 16, if you, you, I, I didn't care what my career was going to be at 16, um, you know, I didn't think that far ahead, but one thing that I did think about a lot was, you know, if I get arrested, it, it can affect where I travel to, um, and that might sound really daft to a few of you older generation listening to this, but getting arrested at an early age, you know, if you've got a criminal record, certain countries won't give you a visa to enter, uh, and I'm there again, I've already mentioned being a bit of a football fan, into the boxing, into the MMA as well, um, you know, I was, I was thinking, you know, I want to go to America and, you know, I want to go and watch, like, the UFC or the WWE in America when they do these big pay-per-views, you know, I was thinking I want to go to Australia, uh, I want to see my family over in Australia, you know, uh, if my football team ever, you know, went to Europe and, you know, got in one of the European competitions, I'd want to go and watch them across Europe. And it sounds daft, and again, it might sound daft to a few of you older people that are listening to this, but that's what I really cared about, because again, if you get a criminal record, certain countries won't give you a visa. Um, so yeah, you know, that adrenaline, it, it feels good for all the five minutes, but again, it can affect where you can travel to, it can affect your career, and not only that, when you get home at night and you, you know, you start to look on Twitter, you start to look on the news, you're seeing pictures being posted from the demos, you're seeing the, um, the people that was opposing, putting out their tweets, showing pictures of people that was at the demo, and you're constantly paranoid that someone's going to recognise you, they're going to find out where you live, they're going to find out your hometown, you know, you, there is that paranoia, um, I won't say fear, I won't use the term fear, because I don't think anybody's scared, uh, and that's one big thing that I will say, but it's that paranoia, that sort of waiting for it to happen. Um, but yeah, again, going back to what I was saying, the biggest bit of advice that I could give anyone is to just get out, uh, get away from that world. Um, you can do that via messaging us over at Exit Hate. You know, there's people just like myself that have been involved in the far right that have left now. 
we've rather walked in your shoes or we've walked in you know shoes that are very very similar to yours there's people like myself who have been involved in the far right for you know four to five years we've got people in our team that have been involved for 20 years we've got a family support team as well so if you're a mother or a father or just a family member uh, of those uh, of someone who's got a loved one involved in the far right um again you can reach out to us and get some support for yourself as well uh, and again just please don't be afraid to reach out we're always here to give you support with us is no judgment you know if you come to us we're not going to call you a nazi or a bigot or a fascist or any of that sort of rubbish we're just going to give you some help and advice because again we know uh, what it's like to be involved in you know in that world and you know we understand that you're victims, you're not monsters, you guys have been radicalised, you've been manipulated, you've been groomed, we don't see you as a monster, we see you as a victim, and um, and, and we want to help you, we want to get you away, so again, please do not be afraid to reach out to us, um, you can reach out to us via our website, uh, you can reach out to us via our email address, via social media, or by giving us a call on 0800 999 and again guys, please do not be afraid to reach out, we are always on hand, um, and with us as always, there's no judgement, just support.